This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. Will Smith got roasted by Chris Rock on Saturday night. I like this idea. Uh, Chris Rock did a, a live stream comedy show Saturday night on Netflix. And basically the final seven or eight minutes of the special was dedicated to Chris Rock responding a year later mm-hmm. to the Oscars slap. I thought, I, I made a bold prediction on Thursday, Taz, that maybe perhaps since this was a live event that Will Smith would come out and they would like bury the hatchet. Turns out the exact opposite happened. <laughs> the hatchet definitely not buried. Yeah. Y'all know what happened to me. Getting smacked by Suge Smith. <laughs> Everybody knows got smacked in the Oscars by this mother and people like did it hurt it still hurts I got summertime ringing in my ear but I'm not a victim baby you will never see me on Oprah or Gail crying you will never see it never gonna happen I couldn't believe it and I love men in black no it's never gonna happen. No. I took that hit like Pacquiao. If Will and Jada were offended by the joke about them that Chris Rock made at the Oscars, I can only imagine how they felt watching this on Saturday. God, I hope they did watch. Steam coming out of their ears for mm-hmm. sure. It got pretty intense. There's a lot of this we can't even, even with editing, we can't play on the radio. But here's a little more. Uh, Chris Rock talking about why he didn't hit Will Smith back. First of all, I know you can't tell on camera, Will Smith is significantly bigger than me. <laughs> we are not the same size, okay? We are not. It's got this guy, Will Smith does movies with his shirt off. You've never seen me do a movie with my shirt off. <laughs> if I'm in a movie getting open heart surgery, I got on a sweater. <laughs> Will Smith played Muhammad Ali in a movie. You think I auditioned for that part? He played Muhammad Ali. I played Pookie in New Jack City. I played a piece of corn in Pootie Tang. <laughs> I wonder what will happen if these two ever bump into each other again. Oh, boy. Because Will, Will tried, like, after, you know, his PR team leaned into him a bit. He tried to do the sincere apology thing, right? And he was so sorry for what he did. He's sorry he slapped yeah. Chris Rock. I bet he's not sorry this morning. No. And by the way, a public apology wouldn't sit right with me if I was Chris Rock. I want a private apology. You yeah. know what I mean? Because the public apology is just to uh, have a makeover of your uh, the perception of you publicly. Your image, yeah, right. yeah. So and A lot of people go, Chris, how come you didn't do nothing back that night? Because I got parents. That's why. Because I was raised. I got parents. And you know what my parents taught me? Don't fight in front of white people. (laughs) The Taz and Jim Podcast. Uh, I almost sent you a link uh, when I saw this when I was on vacation. Yeah. It's been announced. 
Stern Pinball is making a Foo Fighters pinball machine. I didn't talk about this because I'm not the pinball expert on the show. Waiting for you to come back because I but knew you this saw, would be... But you saw the news. Well, I think Brad Gibb was texting you about it or something like that, Boss Brad, and then he texted me the pinball yeah. machine or something like that. Oh, I did. I think I did send it to Brad. Yeah. I said, hey, Jim might want to see this. Yes. But I was concerned about doing that because I thought all you would do is rip on me for being a pinball nerd. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, Taz I think, is on vacation. Yeah. He has nothing better to do than to send me links to a Foo Fighters pinball machine that doesn't come out for a couple of months. Yeah, that's, I thought that in my head. <laughs> you are the only person I know who really. Well, there's a couple guys who care about pinball. It seems it's, still left. It's made a big uh, comeback. It's a popular big? little hobby here. Oh, here's the machine. It looks good. A uh, cartoon. Uh, Version of the Foo Fighters, you got three versions. You got the Pro, you got the Premium, you got the Limited Edition machine. They always try to get you, eh? Like, oh, uh, yeah. the, the, so what do you think the price range would that be? If you, as your expert opinion, would it be, would I, it be ten thousand dollars? What does a pinball machine cost? The limited edition would be over ten thousand easily. So the pro pinball machine, I would guess, would be around uh, seven thousand. Maybe eight thousand Canadian premium would probably be closer to ten, and the limited edition I'd guess would be about thirteen or fourteen. Pretty big range, okay. Yeah, hmm. but you know, you get powder coated green legs on the limited edition machine. <laughs> totally worth it. Totally, you got stuff. <laughs> Is this something you would buy? There's more toys on it. No, I've already got my. I have. I just unloaded. I sold a couple of my pinball machines. I had too many of them. You yeah. Know? You gotta. It's like having a classic car. You gotta be able to maintain it as well. And you need the garage space for the cars and the you shop just, space. You need the time. So I kept two and I got rid of a bunch. And uh, I uh, I did get a golden tee that's coming in. <laughs> so <laughs> take up a little less space though. The golden tee, yeah. a little less. You gotta tuck it in the corner. And, and fine. And I find since I got rid of a few, I'm spending more time with the ones I have. Mm. Um, not in the budget either to spend, thir- if I spent $13,000 on a new brand new Foo Fighters pinball machine. Yes, but you've been telling your wife it's an investment this whole time. Yeah. Now, I think I would own half of a Foo Fighters uh, pinball machine if I bought one of these, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But they are, uh, they are for sale. They're only making a thousand of the limited edition worldwide. You better buy one. So if you're a true fan, you got 13, 14 grand kicking around. Go to the uh, website sternpinball.com and get on that list sooner than later. The Taz and Jim Podcast. I I feel more concerned now about this uh, sequel or remake they're doing of the movie Roadhouse. Mm -hmm. UFC 285 on the weekend, pay-per-view event, and the fight everyone's talking about wasn't even a real fight. They were filming some scenes for the new Roadhouse movie yeah. starring Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, so before the fight started, they got him in the ring and they were, yeah, like a little, I, I just saw like a quick little snippet. It looks like he knocks a guy down and he's going to like finish the job and the ref holds him back and he's looking vicious. I, he's also looking jacked. Yeah. But, they, but sorry, this makes you more concerned? Uh, did you see the weigh-in? They, cause they I saw filmed, a picture. They filmed a, a weigh-in as well. And... Uh, video is on on the internet, obviously, um, but uh, and Dana White's in the background. Dana White's in there, and the a- the acting to me now. Once they get the post production and the different the professional looking cameras, maybe it, the scene is going to play out a little bit better. But the acting in that video was not. 
Well, the acting in the original Roadhouse wasn't all that great <laughs> yeah, either, to be one, honest. I want All I want to see is roundhouse kicks. Yeah, and throat rips. Yes, I'm a simple man. <laughs> rest rest Patrick Swayze's soul, but yeah. <laughs> you didn't watch the first Roadhouse for the acting. Uh, well, it'll be interesting. And you're right, Jake Gyllenhaal does look the part. He looks like he could be a UFC fighter. Absolutely, Absolutely shredded with his shirt off. Yeah, yeah. All natural, too, I'm assuming. Yeah. He's taking a few. What, what's the secret? You know, Hollywood actors, how do they get in shape? What's yeah. the secret? <laughs> oh, I had to cut the carbs, and you know me, I love pizza. Oh, boy. Cover a men's health. <laughs> yeah. No syringes involved in this. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. End of the road. One more big old show in Toronto for Kiss, November 22nd. Tickets on sale to the public. Friday, 10 a.m., Ticketmaster. You can win and beat the box office all week here with Taz and Jim. Today's game, KISS, increasingly easy trivia. So we've got five trivia questions. Whoever answers the easiest question is going to win. We start with the hardest. They get easier as they go. I have a feeling Wayne is a big KISS guy. How are you, Wayne? Good. How about you guys? How many times have you seen KISS perform? Uh, Never. (laughs) Never? Oh, dear. Never. I, I will say to everybody listening, I took my wife, we were dating at the time, I took her to see Kiss. Her favorite concert of all time is a Celine Dion show. After seeing Kiss, she said her second favorite concert was Kiss. It's a lot of range. Yeah, I know, but it is just an entertaining spectacle. You got to check it out if you get a chance. Okay, Wayne, well, hopefully you know your, tri- uh, your trivia here because uh, the first question is the hardest. In 1983, oh, Kiss decided to abandon their trademark makeup for their new album. What was the name of that album? Uh, Alive? <laughs> That's wrong. I know that. That's wrong, Wayne. Have a good day. Sammy. Yep. Hardest question here. 83, Kiss got rid of their makeup. What was the name of the album they did it for? Lick it up. Lick it up. Lick it up. That's what happened to all the makeup. Somebody licked it up. <laughs> they licked it off their, each other's faces. <laughs> <laughs> Sammy, how many farewell tours has Kiss completed? Um. Oh, that I don't know. Take a guess. Five. Five is incorrect. One eight three three Taz and Jim. We go to Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey, how you doing? How many farewell tours has Kiss completed? Oh, shit. Yeah. Okay. See, uh, it's uh, not uh, a number. Yeah. That's two. It. I would say two. He's not. He's saying two. That's wrong. <laughs> Disqualified foul language. One eight three three Taz and Jim. Hello. Who's this? Hi, it's Leah. Leah, turn your radio down. How many okay. farewell tours has Kiss completed? One. One is correct. Just the one, eh? I know. It seems like more, but they did the farewell tour in 2000 to 2002. That was the last tour with the original lineup, right? Okay. After that, there's been no tours named farewell to anything, but this one is called End of the Road. They haven't completed it yet because COVID stopped their plan, so it's still going. Kiss Alive was recorded in multiple U.S. cities in 1975. Name one of those cities. Um, 
Boston? Boston is incorrect. Mm. Hey, who's this? Hey, this is Jay. Jay, name one of the cities that Kiss Alive was recorded in. Uh, Detroit. Detroit, Michigan. Good guess. (laughs) It is Rock City after all. Detroit, Michigan, Cleveland, Ohio, Wildwood, New Jersey, and Davenport, Iowa. Wow, all the random, like, bottom-tier cities. <laughs> bottom-tier? <laughs> I mean, you think, you think L.A., New York, yeah, these guys are a big deal. Seattle, no, not maybe. The, no, the major Iowa. markets? <laughs> Davenport, Jersey. Iowa. Yeah. What member of KISS intentionally got fired? These questions are getting easier. Intentionally got fired as a contestant on Celebrity Apprentice. Uh, Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons, that's right. He went on there and needed to get out of it because the band was about to go on tour. <laughs> so he claims. <laughs> this is the easiest question. You do this and you're going to see Kiss end of the road in Toronto. Complete this Kiss lyric. Do 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 do. There is no lyric. Um. Do 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 do. You were made for love and me. Mm, finish the exact no. lyrics. No, if I said I was made for loving you, baby. Yeah. Let's go to the next caller. Hello, Taz and Jim. Hello. One eight three three Taz and Jim is our number. Who's this? Hello. 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 Okay. Oh uh, yeah, it's you. What's your name? Hey, it's Mike. Mike, this is for the tickets. All right. Complete this kiss lyric. Do 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 You're going to see Kiss, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) Told you it was getting easier as we went along. Uh, You are getting two tickets to see End of the Road. If you want to buy them, they go on sale Friday. Win Kiss all week long here with Taz and Jim. This is the Taz and Jim podcast. Got to give a kudos to our uh, team in London, Ontario. Chorus Radio teaming up with the, uh, the children's hospital in london on friday for chorus radiothon now i I was away in florida uh i i missed the radiothon in person i was glad to uh record some zoom calls and interviews before i left um talking to some of the parents and children patients doctors and amazing staff over there at the Children's Hospital. Jim, you were live at the Children's Hospital in London on Friday. How did it go? It went amazing. It was nice to be in the hospital. Uh, You know, a lot of times recently during COVID, we weren't able to be there with a bunch of people around, so we were. So it felt like a fun carnival environment again. Shout out to Darcy and Brooks. Two uh, young uh, warriors who were there talking about their experience at the Children's Hospital and their parents as well. Um, yeah, it was just great. It was just great to see it, like a lot of familiar faces and just uh, really appreciate having this hospital in our backyard. The older I get, Taz, the more my friends and family have been or their kids have been in the hospital too. So it's like each year that goes by seems a little more special. And the most important thing is we raised a record amount of money. Come on. $231,000. Almost $232,000. $20,000 over the previous record. So... Uh, I think people are feeling generous and um, yeah, realize how baby. important the hospital is and everybody stepped up. 
$231,000. That's huge. Mm-hmm. And again, we live in a country where you kind of just uh, assume that everything's taken care of. Free health care, right? The government takes care of everything, but that's not the case. There's a lot of specialized equipment when it comes to taking care of kids. Um, you know, there's there's pieces of equipment that do the same thing as other pieces of, of equipment, but it's for a child much smaller, mm-hmm. so they need different sizes, and and that stuff is not paid for by tax dollars. So these fundraising efforts, whether it's in London, Hamilton, if you see an opportunity and you're able to donate to your children's hospital, it goes a long way and it's greatly appreciated and it makes all the people who are working there uh, feel the love as well. Because, you know, behind those doors, every day someone's going through the worst day of their life, um, or, you know, their, their kids are being born in that hospital and the people who are helping them through those experiences, uh, they gotta, they gotta deal with that on a daily basis and it's mm-hmm. not an easy thing to do. So I know we hear from the nurses, we hear from the doctors, we hear from the support staff, um, when we do an event like this and they say, you know, it reminds them that the community is out there and they care about what is going on in that building. So kudos to our team from FM 96, London, Fresh Radio, Country 104 and 980 CFPL for teaming up and raising $231,000 with Chorus Radiothon in London last week. Time for sports with Devin Peacock. He is our sports guy and Dev, there's... An NBA star who seems to really be tempting fate here. Yeah, John Morant is a guy who uh, could be in some trouble here at the NBA. He's going to miss at least two games with the Memphis Grizzlies. He and the team decided they need to take a bit of a break here because of what happened over the weekend. And what happened over the weekend was he was on Instagram Live at a strip club uh, dancing, didn't have his shirt on. Okay, Uh, number one, that sounds like a terrible idea. Whether you're an NBA player or <laughs> you'll work at the, the tax place, right? <laughs> there is never a good time to do that. Never a good time to go IG live from the strip club. Yeah. <laughs> well, John Morant did go IG live. Well, from if, the strip the, club. if you're fam- if you're not famous, you get beat up by the bouncers immediately. Can't one. take your phone out. Yeah, but. yeah. So he uh, was uh, singing along, didn't have a shirt on, and then he pulled out a gun. And was uh, flashing uh, the gun. Well on Instagram Live. While on Instagram Live. It's clearly, it's clearly a gun. He Second has, worst thing you could whip out <laughs> at the strip club. He has since uh, apologized. He's taken uh, responsibility for it. But what makes this an even bigger story is the stories that preceded it. So uh, right before this, there was a published story about him threatening a mall security guard <laughs> and asking what time he gets off, saying he'll be waiting for him. Okay. There was a story from last summer, but it just came out now, where some teenager said something to him. He got upset and punched the teenager 13 to 17 times, then pulled out a gun in that situation, oh allegedly. Then earlier this year, there was a story that the NBA investigated. Ultimately, nothing came from it because they could corroborate it. However, one of uh, some members of his entourage got into an altercation with some members from the Indiana Pacers. And as the Pacers were going to their bus after the game, there was one of those red dots, like a, like a pointer, a laser, laser pointer. Laser pointer? 
that was on one of the players. Now, was it like a sniper rifle? Is like, that what it's supposed to look like? It was a sniper like? rifle. Okay. But was it also just a pen? They couldn't say what it was exactly, so nothing came from it. But you put all of this together, it is, you know, a, a number of incidents that are just. Like, John Morant was drafted second overall. He is one of the top five players in the NBA right now. He is the engine that has driven the Memphis Grizzlies. They could win the NBA title this year because of him, and he could be throwing it all away. Yeah, hey, you wonder if this is the uh, the one that's going to stick, if this will be the wake-up call. I mean, by the sounds of it, the Instagram Live at the strip club is the least of his worries. Yeah. This doesn't sound like the straw that broke the camel's back, this move. I feel like there's lower he could go. Yeah, the worst decisions he can make yeah. before it sinks in that he could throw it all away. Separate from all of this was there was a story, you know, a couple of weeks ago about his dad, T., who got into a altercation on the sidelines of a Lakers game with Shannon Sharp? Oh and, yeah! And so there, it's just like it's a lot of little things that could eventually become a big thing. Where you look at like look at Kevin Durant, nothing happens with him. You look at uh, Steph Curry, nothing happens with him. Like so many NBA players, just keep it all together. LeBron, LeBron, yeah. LeBron James, nothing. He's been in the spotlight since he was 17 years yeah. old. Nothing has happened with him. Dwayne Wade, like you go down the list of all these guys. There's there's so many people who can be in your ear. This to me is John Morant needing to say to his dad, to his other people, like you guys got to chill. First step, get rid of the entourage. Yes, you know what I mean. That's when you get in trouble. You know, like if you have like ten of your buddies around, like trying to get you partying, then you never know what's going to happen. And the, and the, your entourage should be holding your pistol. If I have an entourage, I'm not holding my own gun. <laughs> they should also be maybe telling you not go on Instagram live. Right. Yeah. They see the, the cell the phone point. come out of the yeah. strip club, they should be tackling you. Yeah. What's an entourage for? Thanks, Deb. The Taz and Jim Podcast. Highly recommend if you ever go down to uh, to Florida, you got to go to some spring training games. I went and watched a baseball game with my six-year-old son, Dev. Friday night, saw the Orioles versus the Pirates. I'm in. I, I, in I Sarasota. Do it. Have you never been? I've never been want to. It's on the bucket list. It's so much fun. Uh, we sit down in our seats. Obviously, my, my son is excited because we're sitting near first base, kind of prime foul ball territory, and he's going on and on about, Daddy, I want a ball. You got to try and catch me a ball, Daddy. <laughs> do you think they're going to hit balls to us? Maybe, son. I, it's Nothing's guaranteed at a baseball game. You You can't. You're you're a lucky person if you end up getting a baseball at one of these games. I'm trying to explain this to him, but he keeps on me. We need a ball. We need a ball. <laughs> after the uh, after the second inning, we're getting a little hungry, so we go up to buy a hot dog at the concession. So now we're we're behind uh, home plate, basically up a level, but we can still see down to the field, and we're eating our hot dogs before we go back to our seats watching the game. Sure enough. Oh, boy. Foul ball directly behind the plate comes flying up like five feet away from me. I hear it hit a garbage can like a thud. (laughs) And it ricochets off. It's over by these tables. I dart over. I grab the ball. I hold it up. I'm like, Grayson, I got daddy got you a ball. He comes <laughs> running over. We're laughing. He's hugging me. Ah, yes, we did it. We got a ball. And then I hear some crying over my shoulder <laughs> and wailing in agony. Somebody is in pain. And the reason is 
the ball didn't hit a garbage can, as I thought. It hit the concession lady. Oh. Uh Uh-oh. So I turn around, and as we're jumping up and down and cheering, (laughs) clapping our hands and celebrating like a couple of idiots, you've got... uh, People, like 10, 15 people rushing to the the aid of this poor woman who's being lifted onto a chair. They're icing her her leg. You got the Sarasota County Sheriff there asking if she needs an ambulance. (laughs) Good. Like, she was, like, she was hurt. She was, she went down. And I had no idea until I had already celebrated and looked like an idiot. People are jeering at me like... <laughs> oh, I mean, come on! What about the joy of an innocent child? Doesn't that balance it out? So I whispered to Grace and I'm like, hey, buddy, I think we may have to give that lady the ball. And he just looked me in the eyes and no, daddy. <laughs> <laughs> she works here. She can get a ball anytime. No, daddy. But I did come up with a solution, and it went over pretty well. I said, okay, well, let's go over there and, and say hi to her and make sure she's doing okay. So she's sitting in a chair now. She's got her leg elevated. She's got a big thing of ice on her leg. And the, the cop is still there, and I asked the, the cop if he has a pen. He gave me a pen. I said, Grayson, go ask the lady if she will sign your baseball. <laughs> so sure enough, we have uh, an autographed baseball from Lisa, the uh, yeah. concession lady. She wrote, Grayson, nice catch. And then she drew a stick figure with a baseball hitting the leg and a little speech bubble that says, ouch. Wow. <laughs> but it took her mind off it in the moment. She started laughing. We took a picture with her, and it worked out in the end. This poor lady and everyone giving us the evil stink eye. <laughs> we got a ball! We got a ball! Oh, that lady might be dead. <laughs> I want to see you peacock, Time for sports. Devin Peacock joins us. Hey, Dev. Hey, Taz. Your Toronto Blue Jays will be honoring one of their alumni in the upcoming season. Jose Batista will be honored August the 12th in uh, Toronto. So if you go to one game, I would uh, circle that one. I would go to more than one. They're going to have a whole new experience. But August 12th, I think, is going to be one of the in-demand tickets this year because Jose Batista will be added to the level of excellence. The level of excellence. Now, what's that? (laughs) It's basically one step below having your uh, jersey retired. Okay. So they've got like, you know, basically... He's gone up one tier. Yeah. Okay. It's like team legends. Like, so they've got, uh, you know, Tom Cheeks up there, longtime radio guy, but also Joe Carter, George Bell, Tony Fernandez, all the all the greats, except for one. They've got a little space to <laughs> fill up there since Robbie Alomar was taken down. Who? <laughs> never heard oh, of the guy. Oh, that's right. That's right. He never existed. One of the best players that did. <laughs> <laughs> ever played for the team. Jose Batista is on like all the lists of like who's the best Blue Jay of all time. It is, it, the, but the best Blue Jay of all time is he who shall not be named. But uh, Jose Batista, <laughs> you know, he was a legend. And I think they should even go further than this and retire his number because it's Jose Batista. For the bat flip alone, they should be retiring his number. Yeah, do they have that bat that he flipped? In a, in a glass case somewhere? Uh, so I would I'm hope so. It's still flipping to this day. <laughs> it hasn't stopped. <laughs>
<laughs> Perpetually flipping. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would like to see the Jose Bautista kid. Remember the kid who painted his, yeah. like a black beard on his face during that playoff run? <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I'd like to see where he is now. <laughs> Has he chosen a college? Is he uh, you know, working for his dad? Yeah, is he, does he have a real beard now? You never know. I'd like to see maybe the guy who like threw the beer onto the. Remember when the oh, playoffs? Yeah. Was there? He was a teacher, I think. Is yeah. that is that canned somewhere? So, you know, we just you know, have the whole playoff experience just wrapped yeah. up for Jose Batista's return. Our greatest moments and memories like, are like not winning, though. You know, I mean, Joey Bats, he had a good career, but he never really won anything. He never won. You have to go back to ninety two, ninety three, which is like seems like two lifetimes ago now for Blue Jays fans. This year, I mean, it's pretty promising. They've been uh, ripping it up in uh, spring training, which is kind of fun uh, on one level, but on another level, I'd almost prefer the team just kind of struggle in spring training so when the season starts, they're just bearing down and just ready to go. Save it for when it matters. Absolutely. And Vladdy's hurt, isn't he? Yeah, Vladdy's not going to be playing in the World Baseball Classic. There are a couple Blue Jays who were scheduled to play in the WBC who are not. Alejandro Kirk is another. I don't mind that either. I don't care about the World Baseball Classic. I just care about the regular season. So the fewer Blue Jays playing in it, the better. This is the Taz and Jim Podcast. I was down in Florida visiting my parents. I took my son, Grayson, who's six years old, down there with me for a little boy's bonding trip. And on the way home, I made a traveling mistake. Uh oh. We flew out of Flint, Michigan. All right. Um, plane lands around ten thirty at night. We get in the car. Car starts no problem, which was a relief yes. given last time the yep. uh, the issues I had uh, when we were stuck at the airport. So we get in the car. We drive to the Canadian border. Grayson's sound asleep in the back seat of the car as soon as we get in. Perfect. Yeah, don't even have to wake him up. The border guy's like, "Welcome back to Canada." You you get through, and now you're in Sarnia, Ontario. You can turn airplane mode off your phone, so your data's back on. I'm thinking, okay, home stretch here. We're back in uh, our country. I'm going to listen to a podcast, and I'll be home before I know it. So I get a podcast going. I'm thinking to myself, boy, it's late, but. Things sure are going smoothly here on this this trip home. Nothing could possibly go wrong. Three minutes later, from the back seat, I hear, "Daddy, I just barfed everywhere." Oh, what? <laughs> My son woke up and vomited all over the back seat. the The stench hit oh, me immediately. No. It smelled so bad. I'm now driving down the 402. It's 12:15. There's nothing open, um, so I had to pull into the truck inspection station near Plimpton, Wyoming. <laughs> and I just want to apologize to the people working at the truck inspection station in Plimpton, Wyoming, because it was a scene, man. I I pull over. I get my son out of the backseat. He's absolutely covered. I have to take his shirt off. There's no other option. He's screaming. He's like, Daddy, no, it's cold. I'm like, Son, 
we have a problem right now, <laughs> and this is the only solution to the problem. So mm. I take his shirt off. I've now got the trunk open, oh, the, the luggage. I'm tearing through the luggage looking for clothes to put on this kid. I get him dressed, get him in the front seat. Now I'm shoveling vomit out of my oh, back seat. Scooping it? <laughs> scooping it oh. with, with his sweater, you know. I remember I've got towels in the trunk, golf towels. So I get out the windshield wiper fluid, and I'm soaking the towels <laughs> in wiper oh. fluid. And Always keep to... the armor all wipes in the trunk. Yeah, you know, that goes it, a long way. It's a good tip. Always have some sort of emergency towels back there because you never know. It, it was not good. Kids randomly throwing up is like, that's something that happened to me as a kid too. I remember I was behind, like I was snowmobiling with my dad. He's driving the snowmobile. I'm sitting behind him. I'm like 10 yeah. years old and I puked into my helmet. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like hitting his side, like trying to get his attention. But yeah. it was so little, he didn't notice because we're bombing around on a snowmobile. And, and well, but kids I, will just randomly throw up. I'm cleaning the back seat, and I'm trying to keep it together because I don't it, like. It's not his fault. The kid, we were away for a week in Florida. He ate a lot of junk food. I let Especially him, on the ride back home, for I, sure. I let him drink a Sprite on the airplane, you oh. know, like motion sickness. It's not his fault, and you don't want him to feel like it's his fault because he already feels terrible in that moment. But I'm in the back seat trying to get this puddle of vomit <laughs> out of my car, oh. and I'm doing the old, Ooh, Now I'm going to go. Dry heaving. Yeah. There's a truck pulling in, waving at me. I'm like, hey, how are you? <laughs> 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 got her all cleaned up. Mm-hmm. And I got back on the road. We got home safely. That's the important thing. But the lesson learned is never think and especially never say out loud while you're still in transit. How smoothly the trip is going. Sure. Because on a dime, (laughs) things can turn around. Next thing you know, you're shoveling puke out of the (laughs) backseat of your car. Some feedback here on my story. Uh, Traveling home from vacation, driving back from the airport, and my son got sick in the backseat of the car. Just after midnight, nowhere to pull in. The, uh, The truck inspection station. In Plimpton, Wyoming, Ontario. So glad it exists because that's where we had to clean out the backseat of my car. <laughs> uh, Zira sent a text message, says, You guys kill me. Glad you're back, Taz. Puke is something I can't handle, and I've got three kids of my own. You should consider yourself lucky. At least it's winter, and you didn't have to deal with that situation midsummer. Is oh, summer yeah. worse? With that heat? I guess, yeah, baking on and baking it into the seat. Yeah. Ugh. Thank you for that, Zira. Uh, <laughs> I'm so sorry that happened to you and your kid, Taz. But how about this one? My dog puked on my kid on the way to camping. That's when I learned how to remove the back seat right out of my car so I could clean it. <laughs> <laughs> and one more here. Taz, a tip for you. We have airplane barf bags in the uh, in each seat of my van. That's a good idea. I that think is, I'll order yeah. some of those on Amazon after I get my car detailed today. I know me as a kid, though, I'd probably forget. Like, you're relying on your son to remember that the bag is there. Unless you hear him start going, and like it start working up, and then you can quickly yeah. turn around and put it under his mouth. He basically just sat up from a sound sleep and, and did the exorcist. <laughs> 
Head spun around. Head spun around, sprayed everywhere. <laughs> he did say yesterday when we were home, he's like, I was going to throw up out the window. And I'm like, well, why didn't you, son? He's like, I didn't want to leave all the, all the puke on the highway. That's like, thoughtful. <laughs> <laughs> Good strategy. Yeah. <laughs> really paid off for us, kid. <laughs>